Well, hello there. Well, hello. How are you? All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every single time we do this, I go ahead and say all right, and you go, how are you? (laughs) Every single time. I'm good. I didn't. I'm not too bad. I did not notice. Oh, what? Oh, what? You say all right, and I go, yeah, you. Or, yeah, how are you? (laughs) Every single time. (laughs) Well, because we don't say all right here. I know. We say it, all right. I even confused with the text message today about that, didn't I? I put all right, and you went, what? I thought you were um, being like, all right, like as if I didn't, like I was supposed to do something and I didn't, and you were like, oh, all right. I don't have that attitude. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Like, because that's the way that I would use all right. Yeah. Just I texted you, you didn't text me back, so like six hours later, I'm like, all right. <laughs> Good talk, then. All right, then. Whatever. So, let's talk about regular some stuff. Day to day. How's your, how's, how's life? Yeah. How's working from home? How's your quarantine business going? Um, okay, not too bad. I've had its bumps, definitely. But I think, like, my mental health is really Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, me too. I feel like, weirdly connected to my bedroom, <laughs> if that makes sense. I just, you know... <laughs> I started off quarantine pretty well. I would sit at my desk and like do my work and clock in and do that and whatever. And now I'm like, okay, if I keep my work laptop next to my bed with my work phone, I can clock in, pick my laptop up and just start working without actually getting out of bed, which is so unhealthy. I've been doing that every single day since we started lockdown. I feel like you're much more comfortable with it than I am. Because I have to do it every week anyway. So, like... Well, you don't have another good workspace in your house that's quiet and confined. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Because Where, like, I, have to, I have to move around at least four or five times a day. Because they somehow, for some reason, they like to follow me. So, I'll go and work in the conservatory. I then have my granddad playing at, like, games on his phone really loud. And I have my nan talking to the dog. Like, today, my nan was screaming at Harley while I was on a voice call with my department and I was like no for Christ's sake <laughs> stop shouting at the dog and she's like oh he's in the bin I'm like yes and I'm on a call headset on Sophie's on <laughs> headset on Sophie's on <laughs> yeah no I just I don't know I feel like I'm like eh why would I clean the bathroom no one's coming over it's so bad it's really yeah also, my opinion, before lockdown started. <laughs> <laughs> no one's coming over, it's fine. I don't see a lot um, of people like my friends in America. Well, I just, I don't know. I, I'm like, ooh, the sunlight is gross. Yeah. It's been a real depressing time. Uh, this is for... me normally, like, or what you're describing right now. I hate sunshine. I roll over and get my laptop in the morning <laughs> and oh, the commute to work's tough <laughs> and then, yeah, I used to I used to oh like my, my living room and and being other places in my house nice. and bed bedded life apparently that's my new motto so working from bedroom okay so I am going to talk to you today about Marilyn Monroe what an icon yes indeed so Marilyn was born 
uh, in Los Angeles on June 1st of 1926. Her name was Norma Jean Mortensen, um, but then she was later baptized as Norma Jean Baker, which is what most people know her by. But uh, Mortensen was the name that was on her birth certificate. That guy, mm-hmm. uh, it's possible that he wasn't even her father. It's just who her mom put on her birth certificate. Um, her mother what? had some mental health problems. She was in and out of asylum for most of her life. Um, and so Norma Jean was raised in foster care and orphanages. Um, when she was 16 years old, she was working in an aircraft factory and she meets Jimmy Doherty and they start dating and then um, they get married when she's 16 in 1942. Uh, which seems young, but that was like a thing at the time. True. Um, but also, he was trying to help her not have to, you know, keep being in foster care. Oh, sweet. Too. So they were married for three years. Um, they get divorced when she's nineteen, and by this time, she is already modeling. So at sixteen, uh, oh, 19. 19. Oh, nineteen. I was gonna say young. Yeah, so she was discovered by a photographer in 1946, and she started her career as a model, and she also signed a contract with 20th Century Fox um, right around then. She wanted to be an actress. She very much idolized um, Lana Turner and Jean Harlow, which Jean Harlow Mm -hmm. is the original blonde bombshell. Um, That's where, like, the term got big was with oh, really? with her cool. um, in her movie Bombshell. Right. Um, which, by the way, just like fun fact about uh, Jean Harlow is that that movie Bombshell that made Blonde Bombshell into like a bigger thing mm-hmm. was renamed for the UK as Blonde Bombshell because they thought it would be confusing like it made it sound like a war movie. War film. Because Bombshell oh, yeah, because yeah, Bombshell wasn't it's as cool. popular mm-hmm. of a slang term in the UK as it was in America. Um, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, off topic a little, but... um, So anyway, um, she, you know, started dyeing her hair blonde, just like Jean Harlow did, that platinum blonde color, um, and she took up the name uh, Marilyn Monroe as her stage name. What? And that came from Marilyn, uh, was the name that she liked of an actress beforehand, and Monroe came from a family name on her mother's side. So anyway, at this point, she was really big as a model, um, and she just kind of had a couple of bit parts in movies. It wasn't anything like being a big movie star um, just mm-hmm. yet. Um, but then she actually finds herself kind of out of work, sort of, um, and that's when she does a nude photo shoot to pay Ooh. her bills. Um, so she gets paid she gets paid $50 to do a nude photo shoot with $50. Tom Kelly. That is equivalent to like almost $500 today. Oh, okay. Fair. So, um, but oh, she just didn't yeah. she just needed the money. Like she didn't do it like to be salacious. She just was like, "Ugh, I need some money." So, she did it. And she wasn't like super popular yet at the time, you know, it was just Yeah. Was that like Playboy and stuff? Like, was that around at that time when I before all that? Oh. Well, so um, she, I'm glad you asked <laughs> because um, so she did this nude photo shoot and it was for a calendar that got distributed, and then this like these photos of her um, 
are in this calendar and they're like all over the country and whatever. And then when Playboy releases its very first issue in 1953, yeah, they put her calendar shoot on the cover. Oh, cute. So, but they're they're already a few years old because she did this shoot in 1949. Mm-hmm. So it was just photos that were already being circulated. She never actually posed for Playboy. They were just the photos that um, the photographer sold to the magazine. At that time, she was already then a big name. So when the photos came out, then it was kind of a little scandal because she was already a big name then. Um, but she was really open and honest about it. She was like, look, I needed the money. I'm not going to pretend it wasn't me, which this would have been a super scandal at the time. Yeah. Um, but she just, she just was like, you know, it is what it is and I'm not gonna, whatever. And it it would, it should have ruined her career, but it didn't because of the way she handled it. Uh, she just like was so friendly and and kind of made jokes about it she started to be a little bit seen as more funny because people would be like um oh did you really have nothing on and she was like of course I had something on I had the radio on like <laughs> you know like just which that's not a direct she quote I'm paraphrasing she, but she had like a quote about saying that um they asked her what she goes to bed in or something and she was like and there was that oh do you sleep nude and she goes no I have my favorite like perfume one or something like that. So she's like in that jokey sort of way. There was yeah. A so a lot of quotes, a lot of quotes by her are not actually quotes by her. Mm. Um, now I don't know about that one specifically. It's like advertising and stuff. Yeah, but she has been misquoted like that. Um, if you don't like me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Is a yeah. misquote that she never actually really said that. Um, and there's a lot of those floating around. Yeah. Um, also a misconception about her is that people think, you know, she had this like hourglass figure and she was like, look, the look of a real woman and people really prize her for like, she wasn't super skinny and things like that, yeah. which is actually not true. She actually was below average in size for the time, which is well below average for now. She's so actually she very thin. I thought she was a size 14, like, well, in the UK sizes, so I'm not sure what that was. I thought she was so, quite voluptuous. Woman. She wasn't. Just the sizing chart has changed so much oh, okay. that, like, her being that size then is not the same as her being that size now, like, by a long shot. Yeah. Weird. So I actually know her measurements. Hold on. She was actually, because of the fact that we have her clothes and stuff still, people know what her measurements were. And she also was known to wear stuff very tight. Um, So basically what the equivalent would be is that she is about the size of a size 2 or a size 4. So size 8 to 10. Right, Right, but there's also, so she was 5 foot 5. She had a 35-inch bust, 22-inch waist, and um, that is approximately two or three inches less than an average American woman in the time, and it's 12 inches less than the average woman today. 12 inches. Bloody hell. And she had a 36D. Like, so she was... Her, according to, like, the way that her dress was, she was probably about 118 pounds, which is the same as eight, about eight and a half stone. Yeah, I think I was that when I was about four. (laughs) She wasn't this big woman. She was 
curvy and voluptuous, but she was small. It's just like a common misconception that she was a big woman. But I've seen her knickers in Ripley's Believe It or Not, and they're bigger than a size eight, definitely. But then you don't know. People wore big undies. Yeah. People wore big underwear at the time. (laughs) So, but anyway, she has the dumb blonde persona, you know, like just like, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't stupid, but she played that role. And that was what she was in movies. And, um, but people felt sorry for her people like, um, because she was also like very depressed and like anxious and people empathized with her struggles and she just had this Great charisma. Like, was she one of America's sweethearts? Like, the nation yeah, loved her. Like, men loved her, obviously, for the sexual appeal, but, like, women really empathized with her and loved her as well. They were, yeah. you know, what you would have thought where they would normally be jealous. It was more they felt for her. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, she starts to take off a little bit more as an actress and, um, she starts getting bigger roles. She was in 29 movies altogether. Um, but, like, some of her bigger named ones, like Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, How to Marry a Millionaire. Um, yeah, like... Back in that day. The Seven Year the seven year Itch, of course, is the one with the white dress blowing up on the oh, yeah. subway grate. I think I've actually um, seen that, but I've obviously know that. That became the image of Hollywood. It's like the most iconic photograph um, for Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Like, it's huge. That dress actually sold at auction in 2011 for $5.6 million. Bloody hell. Um, And then, of course, you know Some Like It Hot was like her big comedic. Yeah. um, I love Some Like It Hot. And then she was supposed to be in a movie called Something's Gotta Give that never got finished. Um, and then she passed after that. So mm. um, anyway, so backing up a little bit, she, of course, was known for her romantic relationships. She had three husbands. Um, so, of course, I told you already about Jimmy Doherty. Um, yeah. And they divorced in 46. Um, In 1954, she married Joe DiMaggio, which everyone knows her relationship with Joe DiMaggio, and he was this big baseball player that was very popular at the time. Mm -hmm. And actually, they were only married for about nine months, but he, after she died, sent roses to her crypt for 20 years. Um, So he was very in love with her. So her longest marriage is to a playwright named Arthur Miller. Um, they're married from 1956 to 1961. They met um, in 1950, but then they didn't actually start a relationship until 1955, which was while she was still technically married to Joe DiMaggio. Um, and then they finally get married in 56. They have some issues during their marriage. She has a couple of miscarriages um, and ectopic pregnancy, etc. Um, and they get divorced um, after after her last film, The Misfits. So, of course, everybody knows that Marilyn is this huge part of pop culture. She's just been idolized um, by everyone as being this... She's everywhere. Yeah, and so she has been um, named, you know, an icon of American pop culture. Um, There is the Guide to United States Pop Culture actually called her... They say that she has a very few rivals in popularity, including Elvis Presley and Mickey Mouse, and that no other star has inspired <laughs> such a wide range of emotions from lust to pity, from envy to remorse. 
Oh. And she is actually um, the most photographed person of the 20th century. Um, so there's pictures of her all over the place. And the Film Institute named her the sixth greatest female screen legend in American film history. And the Smithsonian Institute put her on their list of 100 most significant Americans of all time. And then, of course, several places um, have put them in their top 10 rankings of the greatest pop culture icons of the 20th century. Anybody from all around the world knows Marilyn yeah, Monroe. definitely. You know the picture of the white dress. You know, you know. Andy Warhol done that picture, the pop picture of her, didn't he? Yes, yeah. And um, she's been, of course, like replicated. People have imitated her through films in, in various ways. Madonna, and... did you see when, uh, I think Madonna went as her in the Grammys in the 80s? She, like, dressed as I... her. Yeah, she did, yeah. yeah. She went with Michael Jackson. Um... I don't know. <laughs> and then Kim K so... and Courtney done that a couple of years ago for Halloween. Yes, she's, I mean, there's tons and tons of people that have all imitated her. Yeah, yeah, they've imitated her in some way. Um, And now, of course, it's like very normal for everyone to have nude photos. Yeah. Um, But she was not the first to ever do it, but the one that like owned it. She owned it. I guess. Yeah. She was like, you know what? Let's get my tits out for the lads. That's what she said. I think what she actually said was, man, I need 50 bucks. <laughs> so um, then, unfortunately, in August of 1962, she is found dead um, by her maid. They find her lying nude on her bed, face down, with a telephone in one hand. Um, and then she has an empty bottle of pills near her. There's pills littered around the room. Um, she struggled with depression and had been prescribed various medications um, for her depression, and she overdosed, and it was probably a suicide. Oh, poor thing. So there are some questions about this, right? Yeah. Like, so she's found on August 5th, 1962. She's found dead lying in bed um, in her home by her maid. And there, she's laying face down in the bed. She's not wearing any clothes. She's got a telephone in one hand. There's pills scattered around the room. She appears to have self-administered an overdose of her depression medication and appears to have committed suicide. Yeah. There is a couple of stories that come out where, like, her maid then says later that that things happened differently than they did. But what is in the original report is that She's found dead on the 5th, but she had died the evening before on August 4th of 1962, and that it was an apparent suicide. Now, mm. well, now we have to talk about the Kennedys. So I know I skipped over that part. Um, it seemed as if I skipped over that part, but I didn't. I just want to talk about it all together. Yeah. So this is where we get into conspiracy theories. So a few months before her death in August, she had... Um, saying happy birthday to John F. Kennedy. Yeah, um, iconic. Know that? It very, yes. So there are rumors that they had an affair. Should I make you sing it? Because you make me sing every single little song I have to sing. I think everybody knows the words Damn to it. Uh, happy birthday. Damn it, she escapes again. 
anyway, so people think that they're having an affair. Um, but by all accounts, honestly, if anything happened between them at all, it was a one night stand. Like right. it doesn't, there's nothing as far as showing that they would have been in the same place at the same time and where their paths would have crossed and things like that. As far as there's like factually evidence, they didn't cross paths enough for, for there to be a viable like rumor of their yeah. affair. Now, there's also a rumor that she was having an affair with Robert Kennedy, or Bobby Kennedy, as everyone calls him. That's um, um, his brother, yeah? His brother, and also the Attorney General of the United States at the time. Now, without getting too deep into the Kennedy conspiracies, I'll just touch on the parts that are related to Marilyn, because yeah. we can talk about the Kennedy conspiracies another time. But... There's several different versions of what people are saying happened. There's no evidence that really corroborates any of them. There's not evidence too. Not really. Mm -hmm. So, but here's what some people have said. First, this first comes about in the 1960s, like following her death. Um, There was nothing like really widespread or like big conspiracy theories as of yet. But there is a self-published pamphlet um, by Frank A. Kappel that comes out called The Strange Death of Marilyn Monroe. And he claims that her death is a part of a communist conspiracy. What? And that she was having an affair with Bobby Kennedy and that she had taken it too seriously um, and that she was going to expose their affair and call, like cause a scandal. Uh-huh. And this... This theory also relies on the idea that the Kennedys are part of a communist conspiracy. So he's saying that the Kennedys are communist sympathizers and that Bobby Kennedy is trying to protect his career so he can't let the scandal come out about Marilyn because he's married and it would ruin his career. And so then he kills her. What? And co- and then it's And then it's a cover-up. Motive there. Right. But the credibility of this is very, very, like, loose. Because Frank Kappel only sources this columnist called Walter Winchell, who in turn had written his column with a lot of information that he got from Frank Kappel. (laughs) Meaning that Frank Kappel is citing himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh So it's like... There's no legitimate seeing it. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also a friend of his, an LAPD sergeant, Jack Clemens, who helps him out with this pamphlet. And Jack Clemens is a central source for conspiracy theorists because he was the first responder at the scene of of her death. Mm-hmm. And then he claims that there were things that he never were included in the original investigation, like that the housekeeper was washing her sheets when she when they got there. But there's no legitimacy being backed to this at all. And then both of them have their own, like, political agendas. So Mm -hmm. their credibility is really, really, really questionable in this. And eventually, like, Clemens has to resign from the LAPD or he's going to be charged um, with conspiracy charges in the FBI. Um, 
there is a file. Well, there is a file. So the, the JFK files were released in 2017. Right. Um, that do mention a little bit about Marilyn Monroe, okay. but it's like so minuscule. And it's basically in the FBI letters. It just says that they had started a file on her because there was um, like rumors that she had been having an affair either with JFK or Bobby Kennedy or both. Mm-hmm. And, but there's like, it doesn't say anything. The file just says that it's found to be untrue. Right. So really there's no, there's nothing. So these things, Sorry to get back onto those files, but those files were like, what, the assassination files or? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm not going to get super into the to the Kennedy assassinations. But anyway, so then in the 1970s, the conspiracies get a little bit more mainstream attention, mostly because Norman Mailer publishes Marilyn, a biography in 1973 and he really doesn't have any evidence to prove anything but he repeats the claim that bobby kennedy and marilyn monroe are having an affair and speculates that she was killed either by the fbi or the cia who were using it as a point of pressure against the kennedys but this book is like very criticized there's no it's it seems baseless that he's saying this and then he even recants this in an um, interview with 60 Minutes the next year, saying mm-hmm. that he just did it because he wanted his book to be a commercial success. So he put it in there. Right. So weird. Um, and then a couple of years later in 1975, another guy, um, Robert Slatzer, publishes The Life and Curious Death of Marilyn Monroe, which he bases on the original pamphlet from the 60s by Frank Cappell. And he was, he like goes on and just like kind of says that he was married to Marilyn Monroe. It seems like a weird made up thing because he says that he was married to her for three days in Mexico in 1952 <laughs> and that they were friends until she died. So they're just like jumping on the bandwagon of her fame, yeah? It seems like it. It just seems like they're just like shouting nonsense that is based off of nothing. Yeah. Like where where is any evidence here? And it doesn't seem to. You find that you find that a lot. Um, on. Um, celebrities that have passed away, that a yeah. lot of people come out of the woodwork claiming, they know her or something happened or whatnot, just because, they think their story is relevant or. Just tell yeah. kids to make it famous. Right. So now this next one in October of 1975 is a article written in the magazine called We. It's a soft porn magazine. Um, <laughs> and it's by Anthony Scaruto. Soft porn. I don't, I don't know why this conjures this image in my head. But soft porn just reminds me of like someone without their glasses on. <laughs> oh, like a like blurry. blurry. I don't know why that makes me think of that, but don't mind. <laughs> That's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yes. he writes this article, um, and his sources are Robert Slatter, who had written the book before, and then also a private investigator named, named Milo Spiriglio. And he, you know, repeats, of course, that 
Bobby Kennedy and Monroe are having an affair. Mm -hmm. But he also adds into this that she had kept a red diary where she had kept confidential political information that they had pillow talked, um, like written in it. And that Mm. that was a source of tension there for the Kennedys to have motive to want to kill her. Yeah. Um, Like that she was going to go public with this information that he had leaked to her and, and things like that. But... They, he also claims that the house, or I'm sorry, that her house had been wiretapped by surveillance expert uh, Bernard Spindle by the order of the Teamsters union leader, Jimmy Hoffa, who was linked to the mob and Sam Giancana. So to, with this one, to believe this one, you also have to believe the conspiracy that JFK was killed by the mob, mm-hmm. which is basically... There's a conspiracy where JFK wanting to get into office had kind of linked up with Sam Giancana in the mob to then ensure his votes to be able to get him into the yeah. White House. But then once he was in the White House, then Bobby Kennedy starts putting away like mob members left, right, and center as the attorney general. And then mm-hmm. the mob gets mad at the Kennedys. So then blah, 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 blah. You with me? Yep. So then that would give the mob the motive to then use Marilyn against the Kennedys as leverage because Mm -hmm. supposedly she's having an affair with one or both of them. And then that that is how the conspiracy of the mob killing her comes in. Yeah. You follow? Okay. Yes. Got it. Okay. So now this is in 1980s where like, the private detective Milos Briglio publishes is what he called Marilyn Monroe, a murder cover-up. And he claims in this that Jimmy Hoffa had murdered Marilyn on the orders of Sam Giancana. So, again, and it's all centered about, like, saying that this red diary had been there and then it mysteriously disappears. Like a book of secrets. Exactly. So he quotes in his book um, a man named Lionel Grandison who worked in the coroner's office at the time. And he said that Marilyn Monroe's body had been extensively bruised and that that had been omitted from the autopsy report and that he had seen the red diary, but then it went missing. Mm. But that cannot be proven at all either. Mm. Um, that's a common, that's a common I like here. Well, but Grandison, that guy from the coroner's office is found not to be a reliable witness because he gets fired from the coroner's office for stealing corpses. Yeah. Exactly. So, remember how I said the maid found her? So, yeah. like, later on, the maid claimed that Bobby Kennedy had been at the house the, that night. Right. But then that turned out to not really be true either. Oh. So her... Like, but Bobby Kennedy... Bobby Kennedy can be proven to have been in the same city as her that night, but that's as far as you can go, as far as what's provable. Mm. Um, I didn't have right. Mm. Just think. Right. And then remember I also said that people claimed that her house was wiretapped by Bernard Spindle. Yeah. But that was also then proven to be false because Spindle's apartment gets raided by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office in 1966. And they seize all of his tapes, and they he had even claimed himself that he had wiretapped Monroe's house, but there's no evidence ever supported. They never find any tapes. 
that have any contents related to Marilyn Monroe. Then Anthony Summers in the 1980s, he is one of the most prominent biographers um, who say that her death was a cover-up. And he says that she was psychotic and that she was severely addicted to drugs and alcohol in the last months of her life. Um, And he says that she was having an affair with both Bobby Kennedy and with JFK. And he says that Bobby ended the affair. She threatens to reveal it. And then Peter Lawford, which is Bobby Kennedy's brother-in-law, is like attempting to enable her addictions. And then, then she overdoses accidentally, but in order to keep, uh, like the Kennedys further away from it. Bobby Kennedy wants to get out of town before her death becomes public. So then even though she died in an ambulance on the way to the hospital, they take her body back to the house and stage it like a suicide overdose. Mm -hmm. He says that this account is based on interviews that he conducted with over 600 people who were in some way connected with Marilyn Monroe. But then all of these are found to be either like second or third accounts And, like, a lot of people who were actually friends with her are, like, discounting what he's saying or they're being misrepresented in some way. So it just seems like that doesn't seem to have a lot of merit either. Yeah. Yeah. You need your your Mrs. Sherlock on this case. That's who you need. That's who you would have given this. Yeah. So then there's a couple more that happen, like, through the 90s. um, But they're all kind of based, again, like, around, like the same type of things like where they're trying to grasp on to what somebody else has claimed um and and go from there so Mm -hmm. basically i feel like if you believe the kennedy conspiracies that depend it really depends so Mm -hmm. you can believe that the kennedys were killed by the cia or you can believe that the kennedys were killed by the mob or you can believe some other variation of that conspiracy but then that would probably affect how you feel about whether or not you think the Kennedys killed Marilyn Monroe. Uh, yeah. Or or Marilyn Monroe was killed as, like, an attack against the Kennedys. Or you could just believe that she was depressed and that she was a lonely person and that she killed herself because she had mental instabilities. Yeah. Which... I mean, if you're, if you're thinking, like, her mother was in and out. It's quite young, though, isn't she? She was 36 when she died. Um, mm. So, I don't know. It's hard to say. But from what the evidence, what the actual provable evidence supports is that she died of an overdose. And it doesn't appear to have been something that could have been an accident. Because she took so much, it's... You know what I mean? Like, she was well, well over yeah. the overdose limit or whatever, however you should say that. Limits. Um, yeah. So it seems to have been suicide. Now, that is horrible, but seems the most realistic, I guess, because yeah, it just seems like she was struggling with her mental health. And that, unfortunately, yeah. is something that happens with a lot of people, so... Um, yeah. now I will tell you, I am a bit of a JFK conspiracy theorist. So I know I tend to be on oh. the side of it's not a conspiracy, but I will tell you that with the Kennedys, I lead towards something's up. <laughs> so I see. Yeah. We'll go have something. I don't up. know. 
Yeah. I would love to know what everybody else thinks about yeah. the Maryland conspiracy and if there's something that they know that that I don't know. Every every presentation of all these conspiracies, it's like there's nothing provable. Yeah. You know, I'm like, where it does where did the idea of the diary come from? Who did she actually have a diary? Who said that? Do we have the diary? Do we have proof of that? Did somebody make that up? I think Jessica's um, time to become a conspiracy theorist. No, I don't think so. I'm I don't with this one I I don't. I think that she just was a sad person. But you having questions automatically brings up like that. My questions things. are my questions are about the conspiracies. Like Yeah, I know. Why why do you think this? I don't understand where this came from. Why do you you know, and I understand the 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 Kennedy's loop there, but it's only loosely loose that she even had a relationship with them in the first place because you can't prove that she had an affair with either of them. Yeah. There's no proof. And even the people like who said that she did have a hookup with JFK say that it was just a hookup and that it wasn't serious. So, Mm. and supposedly at the time, like she's in love with, uh, Joe DiMaggio because there was rumors that she was going to marry him again. So it's just really interesting. Yeah. I'd love to know what everybody else thinks. Everyone, please email us and let me know what you think about Marilyn Monroe uh, yeah. and whether or not you think her death was an accident. Or tweet us. Tweet us. And we can get so deep into the to the Kennedy conspiracies uh, another time. That would be good. Yeah. When we cover the Kennedys, we're going to have a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, so that is Marilyn Monroe. Um, sad, mm. sadly Sorry. departed Marilyn Monroe. You know, interestingly enough, though, when I was um, looking through, because I don't know a ton about Jean Harlow, Jean Harlow was her idol, and mm-hmm. Jean Harlow died when she was 26 of kidney failure. Oh. So, two blonde bombshells cut short. Oh. Yeah. Sad. Mm-hmm. Also, also, I'm sorry, but, like, everybody look up Jean Harlow's eyebrows because what the fuck was going on? <laughs> I'm sorry. The, like, <laughs> That's funny. It was something. It was something. They were iconic. They were, like, what she was – it was one of her, Nine like, four. signature things yeah. was her eyebrows. And, mate, look them up. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>